Good morning, Ooses, and welcome to the seventh episode of Not Your Mama Soap Opera Act 2 Wrestling Renaissance Limited, where sports entertainment is a lifestyle. As always, I'm your host, the NPR of the IWC, DFDC, and you can follow me on Twitter at Long Island 1892. That's at L O N G I S L A N D 1892. We previewed Survivor Series last episode. And on today's episode, I really wanted to provide feedback of the Big Four pay-per-view that happened this past Sunday, as well as reflect on the phenom, The Undertaker, retiring and giving his final farewell to the WWE Universe to close out the show. Going into Survivor Series, I really thought that the Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre match was going to be my favorite of the night. And while it's certainly disappoint, and I think the outcome was, as I predicted, Roman Reigns going over, this time through interference by his cousin Jey Uso, only showing that he really is a Anai family player, if you will. But for me, the match that really stuck with me the most was the tag team match between the New Day and the Street Profits. In fact, even after the opening promo, that Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins cut, I instantly went on to ringside and picked up their new Elite 81 action figures. I had to get them in. I was able to uh, order them. They were in stock, so hopefully they'll be here soon. I just got the confirmation that the Ultimate Edition NWO Hogan has shipped, and that's a figure that, like so many other adult collectors, I'm really itchy for. And that itch for the Street Profits was warranted through their phenomenal match that they continue to put on and they're developing each and every time they go out to the ring and it's so cool to see the new day in the squared circle with them it reminds me a lot to the great tag team battles of the attitude era when we saw the likes of the hardys and the dudley boys and edge and christian just to name a few of the all-time greats that last night with the New Day, especially with their Gears of War armor and just the whole, you know, storytelling that Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier put into their matches, along with the charisma of Montez Ford and the sheer agility and athletic ability of Angelo Dawkins, the tag match was definitely my favorite match of the evening. I was also very happy for Sasha Banks who got the victory over Asuka. While this was a match that was not for the Women's Championship, being that it was a champion versus championship battle, it was very um, nice to see Sasha Banks retain and win again. Um, I think that they're finally giving her the respect she deserves with that title. Not saying that I, in particular, had a problem with her uh, going back and forth with Charlotte during their feud because I think that was an example of long-term storytelling. And I think that when you look at the career of both Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair, it really makes it you know, that much more impactful. And there are major players in each of their stories. But the real main event of the night was the final farewell to the phenom, The Undertaker. And I wanted to take this episode to really expand upon my feelings on The Undertaker hanging up his boots, as well as, I think, the impact that Undertaker has had showing his face and speaking 
as Mark Halloway, what that has done for his legacy and why I think that that signifies that this actually is the retirement of The Undertaker. I really loved all of the legends and different characters from The Undertaker's career come into the ring. I found it very jarring that Kane was the only one who was in ring gear, especially being that he's a mayor. I thought that was very off-putting. Um, that being said, though, if you're going to make him come out in gear, at least get a shot of him and Taker in their gear together. I found it very interesting that all the legends went into the ring from the likes of Shawn Michaels all the way down to Kane and even more. For them to exit the ring, Vince McMahon to then be in the ring. You know, he did say WWF, so let's give him kudos for, um, you know, kind of breaking those, uh, one of those no-nos in WWE and don't say the F or leave the F out. Um, and he said WWF put the pandas of the World Wildlife Federation on alert, or is that foundation? I never really know. WWE was the only acronym with two W's I ever really paid attention to. But in any case, they all filed out and when Vince McMahon was in, and then Vince McMahon left the ring, and then we have this procession of The Undertaker. From the Tesla coils, to the fog, to the fireworks and the flames, to the Thunderdome screens showing a graveyard. This was truly an entrance that was appropriate for the final farewell of The Undertaker. He's finally returning back to the graveyard. He's going back to Death Valley. He's ready, as he even said, it's time for The Undertaker to rest in peace. I wanted his final farewell to be a bit longer. I wanted a little more. I suppose if you include the last ride in his retirement and kind of that press journey that he's gone on since the last ride was announced and whether it's being on Hot Ones or having a cameo or even acknowledging the fact that his name is Mark Calloway and I guess to me and so many other fans he'll always be Undertaker. I mean I, I don't see any instance when any person would ever feel comfortable calling him anything else other than Undertaker and he's earned that. He's earned that respect. He's earned that admiration. He's earned that title, that existence, after putting 30 years into the business that he loves, professional wrestling. And he does that all to entertain us. But I really wanted more from that final farewell. I really appreciated the Paul Bearer hologram that they were able to conjure up. But it got me thinking, if they can do Paul Bearer for this instance... Why haven't they used this level of technology in other aspects, in other ways? Now we've seen the Thunderdome at its full capability. And bear in mind, there was no Thunderdome during the first pandemic era WrestleMania, WrestleMania 36 from the Performance Center. So now that you have the Thunderdome, and I don't want to be overly optimistic, but I would like to think there'll be fans in attendance in some capacity for WrestleMania 37. Kind of similar to what they have going on now in the NXT side of things with the CWC, that blended Thunderdome 
and live fans, but limited socially distanced, that is. But that was the one thing that was missing for me from this whole perfectly timed out Undertaker entrance and farewell. You have the Tesla coils, you have the lights, you have the sounds, you have the Undertaker himself, you have the music, you have everything you needed, but you didn't have the fans. And I think maybe that's why I wanted something a little, I felt like it was lacking a little bit. Because you didn't have the, yes, they piped in the thank you taker chance. And yes, they piped in the fan noise. But it wasn't live. And it was the one time that I think that it made it really obvious that it wasn't live in a suit in front of an audience. Yes, it was live. But it wasn't live in front of people. Which then gets me thinking, why do you have all those legends come out to not be almost standing in the crowd of the Thunderdome or lining something or doing something, standing on stage, something. So that way you have people there who are legitimately reacting to The Undertaker. And they made the evening complete and I don't think it was disrespectful or anything like that. I think everything went according to plan and that's how Undertaker wanted it. Because if Undertaker wanted it any different way, Undertaker would have gotten it and it would have been done in another way because he's the Undertaker. The other aspect to the Undertaker's farewell that has been so interesting for me is hearing how current superstars across every promotion have been inspired by the Undertaker. Whether it's Matt Cardona and Brian Myers' opportunity to work with him in the main event of WrestleMania with Edge, whether it's someone in the indies who literally was just inspired by The Undertaker. You have people on all different levels, on all different platforms, from all different walks of life. Many of us are just fans of The Undertaker. And it was a collective moment in professional wrestling fandom, which doesn't come often. But it was a moment when we all can come together and say, thank you, Taker. This is your final farewell. You've earned this. Thank you, Undertaker. Whenever I meet a superstar, I try to always not mark out as much as I am on the inside. This was very much so the case for the likes of Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, CM Punk, Finn Balor, John Cena, hopefully Daniel Bryan when all this is over. But the one superstar I met and I couldn't help marking out in meeting them was The Undertaker. Even when you look in the picture, The Undertaker is standing there towering over me, stoic and intimidating as all hell. And then you see me standing there at attention with my Undertaker shirt on and the biggest grin on my face. It was three seconds of my life I will never forget and would do anything to experience again. When you are in the presence of of greatness and when you're in the presence of one of if not the best professional wrestler of all time you feel it you feel the charisma you feel the energy you just want to thank him so much and that's what i wanted to do now is just really take a moment to say thank you to the undertaker thank you for being that superstar that has 
transcended time that has been an exemplary WWE superstar who makes you proud to be a professional wrestling fan, who is the definition of a professional wrestler, someone who lived the gimmick for nearly 40 years. He lived it, what, for 30 years he lives this gimmick? Every day when he goes out in public, he's the undertaker. You won't even dare call him by his actual first name. And that's not because it's not the cool thing to do in professional wrestling. But that's because he has become the Undertaker. He has lived the gimmick. He is the Undertaker in every sense of the word. And sure, is he still Mark Halloway married to Michelle McCool from Texas the whole nine? Absolutely. But the Undertaker is become who he is. Mark Halloway is his alter ego. Very similar in my mind to the storytelling that we see in the classics of DC's Batman. And Batman, we all know, under the mask is Bruce Wayne. But we also know Bruce Wayne is the mask that Batman puts on when he interacts with the rest of the world. When it comes to Gotham and keeping her safe, his true identity as Batman is shown. And I have a feeling that it's the same, or at least very similar, for The Undertaker. In thinking back on what my favorite Undertaker action figures are, there really are so many. My personal favorite is the Network Spotlight Ministry of Darkness Undertaker that comes with this cloak. That's always been one of my favorite interpretations of Undertaker, especially how dark and macabre it was, which was so fitting for the 90s when everything was turned all the way up during the Attitude Era. It was an Undertaker action figure miracle a few weeks ago when I found the WWE shipper that included the decade of domination set as well as the 30 and 0 Walmart exclusive Undertaker uh, figure from Elite 79. That exclusive was one of my most sought after figures all 2020 along with the WWE Legends Ultimate Warrior. And this Undertaker figure lives up to that hype and is absolutely up there in terms of one of my favorite Undertaker figures. What really took me back was the gear that Undertaker wore during his final farewell at Survivor Series was depicted by that figure. That shows me that that action figure was well thought out. It shows me that the final farewell was still well thought out. And like I commented before about the analogy between The Undertaker and Batman, The Undertaker's willingness to be Mark Calloway to go on Broken Skull Ranch, to do cameos to All Elite, Scooby-Doo, and others, regardless if it was free or $1,000 for a cameo, his willingness to do so, I think, tells me that he's done. He's ready to hang up his boots. You know, we saw him been wanting to do this the past couple of years. And if he really wants to do this, if he says, you know what, I'm done, I don't want to go on, I want to spend time with the girls at home, that's great. He's earned that fa final farewell. He's earned that respect. He's earned that opportunity for us to collectively, as the WWE Universe, say thank you, Taker. Thank you. One of my other favorite Undertaker elites is actually the Ghostbusters Special Edition one. 
Undertaker is translucent purple and comes with a neon green title. And the box has slime dripped over it as if the Undertaker is one of the souls that he's been collecting after all these years. He's finally become one of them. And in many ways, I think that's true. He's become one with the force, if you will. He's still that locker room leader. He's still that wrestler's court judge. He's still that gold standard of professional wrestling, whether he's an active member of the roster or whether he's retired. It doesn't matter. He's the undertaker. As longtime ooses know, one of my favorite WrestleManias was WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. For a lot of reasons, this WrestleMania stands out as one of my favorites, mostly because Daniel Bryan achieved the all-time classic David vs. Goliath under dog story and brought the yes movement to the masses in defeating batista and triple h in the same night for the undisputed wwe and heavyweight championships of the world the other though big match from that night and there were many but another one which stole many headlines was brock lesnar defeating the streak the wrestlemania streak of the Undertaker. Having seen my personal hero and champion CM Punk lose to the Undertaker the year before at WrestleMania 29, I thought, like many, all right, Brock's not going to beat him. They've had a feud before. Nothing crazy is going to happen. Typical Undertaker match. He's going to win. Everyone will go home happy. Well, we all know how that turned out. And for me, the biggest takeaway wasn't that the streak was broken. It was that somebody was able to hurt The Undertaker. Undertaker, as many of us know, was injured in that match. He was concussed. And it showed us, I think the first time, that The Undertaker is becoming frail. The Undertaker is no longer this superhuman phenom of a professional wrestler that he was in the 90s, throwing the likes of mankind and others off a top of Hell in a Cell. He is becoming more mortal. He's becoming more Mark than he is The Undertaker. And he showed us this through the last ride. And I think that started to show itself when the streak ended, and specifically when he was concussed in that match by Brock Lesnar. I think Brock Lesnar has done a tremendous job. And while I do not know if I necessarily think he was the right person, to end the streak, him doing so and ending the streak and Taker being concussed in that match would forever change the trajectory of The Undertaker. I've had multiple opportunities to see The Undertaker perform live at several Raws, at several pay-per-views. Most recently, I was fortunate enough to attend Extreme Rules in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we saw arguably the last live appearance of The Undertaker in front of a live crowd. This was during the build-up towards his Boneyard match with AJ Styles. And while that match ended up being probably the best, if not one of the best cinematic matches, knowing that I might have been in attendance for The Undertaker's final appearance in front of a live crowd is chilling. What's more so chilling is this pay-per-view was the first opportunity I had to bring my sister to a WWE show and that was after years of badgering her to go and her not wanting to go and blah 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 
In any case, finally she goes with me. And how amazing is that? That her first show, Undertaker makes an appearance. And because of the pandemic and the state of the world that we're in right now, it probably was his final appearance in front of a live crowd in a full arena. At that point, the Wells Fargo Arena in Philadelphia. But that's just the thing with the phenom, the American badass, the Undertaker. Every entrance he has had, every appearance he has made, from Brother Love and Survivor Series 30 years ago, to with Paul Bearer, to on his own, to with Kane, to on a motorcycle, it doesn't matter. Every single entrance that The Undertaker makes, every single appearance is special, and everybody feels that. People do not even know who The Undertaker is. They might be going to a WWE show for their first time, but the moment they hear that gong, they know someone important is about to walk out. They know who it is because The Undertaker has that presence. Thank you, Taker. I don't think we can say it again or say it enough. Thank you, Taker. Thank you, Undertaker, for all the hours on the road, for all the injuries sustained in the ring, for all the time put into building the matches and creating the persona and the effort that went in to creating The Undertaker. A definitive hero, a definitive and common denominator in all of us pro wrestling fans lives for the past 30 years and as we enter the thanksgiving and the holiday season at the end of a very arduous year to say the least thank you i'm thankful i'm thankful for the undertaker i am saying thank you to taker as he makes this final farewell because pro wrestling has been one of those silver linings that has allowed me to get through this quarantine and this difficult year with grace. And if there was no Undertaker, pro wrestling as we know it would be completely different. And we know that even though it's time for the Undertaker to rest in peace, the soul of the Phenom will haunt the squared circle, every part of the world, for as long as there's pro wrestling. The Undertaker's name is one with pro wrestling. As Jedi spirits become one with the Force, the Undertaker has become one. And it is time for the Undertaker to rest in peace. That being said, this has been the seventh episode of Not Your Mama Soap Opera Act 2 Wrestling Renaissance Limited, where sports entertainment is a lifestyle. Thank you so much, Ooses, for those who tuned in to this special episode of Not Your Mama Soap Opera Act 2. And join me in saying, thank you, Taker. Happy Thanksgiving to all. And stay safe. You have been listening to Not Your Mama's Soap Opera Act 2. Wrestling Renaissance Limited. Where sports entertainment is a lifestyle. Hosted by DFDC.